Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. Starting with AEW Dark Elevation, we have Emi Sakura defeated Rachel Riveteer after hitting a moonsault press. The Kingdom defeated Aguila Aguera and EJ Sparks with Matt Taven pinning Aguera after hitting a punt kick. Diamante, Marina Shafir, and Nala Rose defeated Maserati, Miss May, and Brittany Brooks. Uh, Shafir pinned Maserati after her and Rose hit an assisted DDT. There was a funny moment here when Rose scared off Miss May, who just ran all the way to the back. Pretty hilarious. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Daniel Evans easily with the torture rack into a face buster. Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page defeated Ice Williams, Braxton, and Watson with Matt Hardy hitting the twist of fate. The firm all seemed to be on good terms and on the same page for this match. We have a Ring, of, a Ring of Honor Women's World Title Eliminator match as Athena defeated Danielle Camella, the former Vanessa Bourne, uh, easily with the O-Face. These two have spent some time in the ring together in NXT when they were Vanessa Bourne and Ember Moon. And the last match here was Konosuke Takeshita defeated Lee Johnson with a running knee strike. Uh, hands down the best match of this show. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark. Action Andretti defeated Tony Deppen. Uh, great opener here. I think it's the longest match of the show here with Andretti winning with the running shooting star press. Evil Uno defeated Jay Spade after hitting something evil. Parker Boudreau defeated Joe Ocasio very quickly with a power slam. Sean Dean defeated Invictus Cash after hitting the deal. Layla Gray defeated Sahara Seven with a Cobra Clutch into a Triangle Choke as Seven submits. Nice little submission here from Layla. Willie Mack defeated Joe Keys with a stunner followed by a frog splash. The whole match Taz was bothered because he used to know somebody named Joe Keys, but not this guy, not the wrestler, and he says that he has to go home and ask his wife about it. <laughs> Taz continues to be entertaining here. This is actually Willie Mack's first victory in AEW. Shane Taylor defeated Adrian Alanis with a big package pile driver. Lee Moriarty defeated Vari Morales with a sidekick. Arjun Singh defeated Blake Lee with a running knee strike. Sky Blue defeated Dream Girl Ellie with a Skyfall. We have a ten, uh, eight-man tag here as Top Flight, AR Fox, and Masai Dell defeated Trustbusters, Ari Davari, Sunny Kiss, Slim J, and Jeeps K with Dante Martin hitting the nosedive on Slim J for the win in a very fast-moving match. We uh, this The last three matches of this show actually were from the newest set of tapings from Universal Studios, so actually there's more seats, there's big LED screens above the ring, uh, the screen by the entrance is a lot bigger, it looks very nice, it's actually the same set they're going to use for the Ring of Honor tapings as well. But we go into the three matches here, with Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh defeated Jackson, Drake, Jay Malachi, and Oliver Sawyer. Uh, Jarrett gets to win by submission easily with a figure four. After the match, Tony Schiavone tried to interview them but about the Revolution 4-way match, and then Lethal calls Schiavone a horrible journalist, alluding to the Tony Khan aerial Hawani tweet, so the crowd popped for this easily. Peter Avalon defeated Dean Alexander easily with the Martinis. Schiavone interviewed Avalon after hyping up his Dynamite match with Chris Jericho. And Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen defeated the Workhorsemen. So this match was actually filmed right before the Ring of Honor taping, so we still had the Ring of Honor set throughout the ringside here. Just to give a little preview of the show, which premieres today. Uh, I'll actually start covering this show starting next week. The Workhorsemen also have new matching gear here, a little bit more colorful. Dan Housen gets the pin on Anthony Henry after him and Orange Cassidy hit him with a double choke slam. We go to Impact Wrestling as on on before the Impact, Kevin Knight defeated Jack Price in a fantastic match after hitting a DDT. I see a bright future for both of these men, especially Kevin Knight. The Motor City Machine Guns defeated Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham on the main show. Great tight team match here. I had Bailey and Gresham on the same page working together greatly until the very end where they collided into each other, followed by the dirt bomb on Gresham as Chris Saban gets the pin on Gresham. We have a beat the clock challenge match as Tommy Dreamer defeated Jason Hodge with a top rope 
Death Valley Driver at 1 minute and 15 seconds. We get a video from Joe Henry at a meet and greet with the crowd fully behind him. We also get a video package for Rich Swan versus Josh Alexander and Diana Perrazzo talking about her match with Giselle Shaw as this was the go-home show for No Surrender. You can catch a, uh, a review of that with me and John Pollock on Post Wrestling's podcast network as well as a report on PostWrestling.com. Back to the show, Allison K defeated Taya Valkyrie after Marty Bell got on the apron to distract Taya from hitting Road to Valhalla. This distraction caused Kate to hit the AK-47 and pin Taya. Josh Alexander and Rich Swan backstage signed their match contract uh, and get into a little spat of words back and forth after Alexander says that he didn't think that he had it in him. He, had, he didn't have it in him until Swan, until Steve Macklin came in and called out Swan a, ch- a choke artist, and this made them get into a little bit of a brawl. Frankie Kazarian and Yuri Romora defeated Callahan and Diener when Callahan had the match won. Diener asked to be tagged in just to step off the apron when Callahan went for it. This caused Kazarian to put the chicken wing on Callahan as he submits. We see the design after the match backstage as Diener says that was step five and now it's about loyalty and asks Callahan if he will remain loyal and Callahan said yes. Diener still said that Callahan had two steps left. We get the other beat the clock challenge as Bully Ray defeated Bupinder Gujur in 32 seconds after the good hands distracted the referee and Bully Ray knocked out Bupinder with a chain wrapped around his fist for the pin. Because of this, he got to talk first at the busted open live backstage gujar apologized to tommy dreamer for letting him down but dreamer gave him a motivational speech and said that gujar had greatness in him and he needs to see it the main event here was a monstrous ball match for the x division title this is the first time ever the x division title has been defended in the monstrous ball match as trey miguel defeated crazy steve um this match was wild a whole bunch of weapons including steve using a staple gum to, to trey uh, miguel down below there was chains trash cans chairs thumbtacks tables a fork a steel spike uh, Steve even found Abyss's old weapon of Janice under the ring. And then the finish saw Trey put Steve through a barbed wire board with the roll of the dice off the apron and then toss Steve back in to pin him. Definitely check this out. This is better than a, a couple of the matches on the No Surrender show as well. We go to MLW Underground. So it looks like MLW Fusion just might not be happening anymore, at least for the time bearing. Um, and I do know that there's only going to be 10 episodes of MLW Underground on Reels. So the future for MLW is a little up in the air. So just for the meantime, I'll be covering MLW Underground. And if Fusion ever comes back, I'll just revert back to that. So on this show, Lince Dorado and Microman defeated Delirious and Mini Abismo Negro. Fun match here. They got the crowd involved as Microman rolled up Abismo for the pen. The calling card attackers appeared after the match in the ring for the first time and took out Dorado and Microman. Alex Hammerstone got interviewed after and thinks that the octopus on a box is just from the Samoan SWAT team. Uh, and he will not fall for the tricks, he said. We see footage of Mance Warner getting bailed out of jail after he ran over the real one last week, and he's actually bailed out by his GCW second gear crew pals of Manders and Matthew Justice, so I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing them anytime soon here. Billy Starks and Kayla Cassidy both have in their debuts in MLW. Uh, Starks gets the victory here. Uh, this actually, uh, Kayla has been in NWA recently as well, and Billy Starks has been everywhere. But Starks gets the pin after a devastating looking schoolboy driver. After the match, Taya Valkyrie gets interviewed and says that her and her husband will be champions after tonight, and then Billy gets in Taya's face and says that she respects her, but Taya tells her to keep studying her matches as she shoot her away. AJ and Duke goes backstage looking for Jacob Fatu, but instead he gets attacked by Juicy Finale. And the main event here for the MLW National Open Weight Championship, John Henningen defeated Davey Richards to become the new champion. Caesar Duran gets involved in this match, distracting the referee as Taya Valkyrie enters and hits Richards with their title belt as Hennigan gets the pin and becomes the champion. On Woman of Wrestling, the Tonga Twins and Tika Chamorro defeated Exile very quickly with Chamorro pinning Exodus after the Tonga Twins hit the Tonga Twist, followed by a splash from Tiki. Exile with Ice Cold on their side kept attacking after until Leia Makoa came out to even it up and then David McLean ended up making a match in the future for Exile versus the Tonga Twins and Leia Makoa with Tiki and Ice Cold in their corners. Princess Aussie defeated Penelope Pink with a Frog Splash in a wild title gauntlet qualifying match to join Vicky Lynn McCoy and Leia Makoa. 
We'll have also into this match, and then we have another Gauntlet qualifier match as Reina Del Rey defeated Chantilly Cello with the Lowrider. And in the main event, Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara defeated Miami Sweet Heat to become the new Wild Tag Team Champions after Coach rolled up Lindsey Carlson. Uh, Penelope Pink and Vicky Lynn attacked them after they won until the Mother Truckers ran off for the save, so I'm sure we'll be seeing some sort of combinations of these matches for the titles. We go to NWA USA where Joe Alonzo along with his new manager Jamie Stanley defeated PJ Hawks after hitting a Jeff Jarrett-like stroke. Bobby Fulton tried to talk some sense into the Fixers saying that they are disrespecting the US titles by stealing them without being champions and the Fixers tease attacking Fulton but he said that he had a team to take them on instead. Psycho Love was seen backstage where Fodder challenged anybody in the world anywhere anytime. We have an NWA Women's Television Title Tournament qualifying match as Ashley Dumbois defeated Samantha Starr after using the ropes for leverage in a roll-up pin. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, the country gentlemen, get interviewed and says that nobody will wrestle for these titles anymore as for now on, they'll be fighting against them whenever they're in the ring with them. And then Mae Valentine awkwardly asked them if they've seen her Playboy issue and they just kind of like dodged the question and say they only read for articles, not the pictures. Me too. Thrill Billy Silas defeated Judias after hitting the throw ride, which, but Judias got mad after the match and grabbed a chair. But Silas and Polo Demar escaped. We go to NWA Power. The show starts with La Rosa Negra saying that she'll be cashing in her champion series victory and is now getting in a title shot against Camille and her NWA World Women's Championship at the 312 pay per view. Camille comes out and says that even though they have a history together, she will show Rosa no mercy as they make the match official. We go to the matches. Fodder defeated VHS. First time seeing this wrestler VHS. He has a catchphrase, be, be kind, rewind, and they're playing up uh, with his retro VHS with all these type of jokes from commentary. I really hope he finds a tag team partner named Cassette, and maybe they, they can become the tape traders. I don't know. Just an idea out there. Fodder gets the pin easily after hitting the Psycho Slam. May Valentine is seen backstage with EC3 and Jordan Clearwater. As I said, that there is a formal partnership between Control Your Narrative and Church's Money Enterprises now. And it's kind of funny here as the, the whole joke is that Clearwater has no idea what Control Your Narrative stands for. And he just is kind of going with it. We have NWA World Women's Television Title Tournament qualifying match as Kenzie Page defeated Kylan King after hitting a springboard cutter. We have an interesting uh, segment here called Couples Therapy between Aaron Stevens and May Valentine with a therapist who the whole time was just kind of drinking alcohol and eating pizza and didn't really know what he was doing and then may and aaron just argued the whole time that their the therapist just recommended um that he takes her to olive garden stevens was looking through tinder at one point um and then the therapist starts asking for her like playboy issue and her social media and all that yeah interesting segment to say the least chris adonis gets interviewed and says that he's putting out a challenge for tyrus at the world's uh for the world's heavyweight title at 312 so it looks like that's gonna be the title match going into that and then we were supposed to get mike knox versus bully ray in the main event but Knox gets attacks Ray before the match even starts. Matt Cardona comes out and was pushing Knox around, ordering him to put Ray through the table to the point where Knox snapped at Cardona and instead put him through the table as a stunned Bully Ray looked on. So it looks like the Cardona family might be done in NWA. On NXT level up, Axiom defeated Kel Dixon after hitting the Golden Ratio. Sol Ruka defeated Lola Vice with the Soul Snatcher and a really good matchup from both of these women. And in the main event here, Damon Kemp and Tavian Heights defeated Miles Bourne and Tank Ledger with Kemp hitting Ledger with a neckbreaker for the pin. Uh, these two teams uh, have their first matches together and I definitely think that Kemp and Heights have something with their college wrestling backgrounds. On WWE main event, Cedric Alexander defeated Akira Tozawa with the lumber check. Candice LeRae, making her main event debut, defeated with Mia Yim, Meechin, to defeat Dana Brooke and Tamina after Yim hits eat defeat on Tamina, followed by a springboard moonsault by Candice for the pen. And the only WWE Network edition of the week was WXW Dead End 2023. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 